Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. And welcome to Security Insecure. This is the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert, and every week I'm joined by one very special guest. My guest this week you will know for starring in exactly 300 episodes of Towie, where for nearly a decade he's been known for his starring role in his usually shorter and shorter thong on the beach. Now, since leaving the show, he's been a podcaster, a presenter, a radio host, and a firm favourite on various celebrity shows, including shows on dating, farming, ghost hunting, and recently karaoke, where he took part in Celebrity Karaoke Club, which you can catch up on now on ITV. I'm delighted to welcome to Security and Secure my old friend Bobby Cole Norris. Hello, Bob. Hello, how are you doing? Oh, mate, I miss you. I miss you. I've not seen you since... We had an Andos a couple of years ago, and I've not seen you since then. And then the we... pandemic hit, and I miss you, basically. I know it's been so long. It's so scary where the last couple of years have gone. Obviously, with everything that's been going on in the world, it's it's just mad to, to think that that much time's passed. But no, I miss you too. I mean, I'm still waiting for that moment. And, and obviously, our mutual friend, Gemma Collins, always says, it's like, are we all going to go out, me, you and Bob? I'm still waiting for that. It's still not happened. I'm still yet to go to Sheesh. <laughs> well, it's been hard, hasn't it, for the last two years since I was left the house. Well, that's also true. But also, to talk about your thongs, you know, at the beginning when you started doing these um, abroad series of Towie and you wore a thong and it's like, oh, God, okay. And then it got shorter and then it got shorter and then it covered a little bit less. I'm waiting for that moment that you just go, right, do you know what? I'm just going to go full nude now. I've given up. Do you know what? Them days are very much gone. That's like over 10 years ago when that um, when I first started the show. And yeah, you're right. For for a few years, they, they kind of did get a little bit more crazy, shall we say. But yeah, very much a thing of the past now. I, I, I don't think the I don't think the public want that anymore. <laughs> but you seem to have got more body confident in recent years. You've you've taken not that you've ever looked bad, but you've you've taken a lot of time into making your body the way you want it to be. Recently, it seems absolutely. Yeah, for me, I mean, bearing in mind when we first went into lockdown, I think Boris said it was going to be three weeks, wasn't it? Which obviously, as we well know, it wasn't three weeks, but it was a very short period. But even that kind of freaked me out because like so many people my diary just cleared overnight because we was just all on lockdown and, and all at home so 
I kind of thought, what can I do for three weeks that can help pass the time? And time I'm not going to get back. Because for me, that's such a long time to, to not work or to be doing anything. And it kind of made me think, and I'll be honest with you, I weren't going to be the kind of guy that sat there and learnt a new language. I know Bonjour and Gemma Pell, so that gets me by a little bit in France. So I, I wasn't going to be someone that sat there and had learnt a language. So I kind of thought, I want to... Con- and I'd always wanted to kind of start getting into fitness because I wanted to focus on something and so many people have told me how good it is for your head and to kind of just clear your mind when you train. So as we went into lockdown, I mean, which is ironic completely because all the gyms shut and trying to get gym equipment online was trying to catch a, a unicorn. Like it was just impossible to get anything, but I managed to get a little bit. Yeah, that was my thing. Gave up smoking and started training. And then obviously the, the weeks turned into months with lockdown. And for me, the most important thing, what it does for my for my head, like when I train, it, it's the best therapy. And I absolutely love it. Had you had therapy, mental therapy, with a therapist and a counsellor then prior to just working on your mental health through your body? I wouldn't say therapy as such, but I was say for doing reality TV and various shows and jobs over the last decade and a bit. You speak to people whilst whilst you're on shows and, and there's very much a duty of care with some of the shows you do. But I hadn't really, like, kind of, not the kind of therapy, but when you say, I think people think of going in and laying on a couch and talking to a psych like that. Um, I've never had that, but of course, some of the shows and a lot of the shows I've done over the years have all required you to kind of check in uh, with psych and to speak with them. And, yeah, just for me, and like so many people that do suffer with anxiety, when I have a bout of anxiety, it's one of them things, and some people, and thankfully, not everyone knows what it is, and I wouldn't wish it on anyone. But people that have never experienced it will say, but what are you anxious about? Well, the thing is with anxiety for me, I can't talk for everyone, but 99% of the time, I don't know what I'm anxious about. And that's, that's the thing that's the most frustrating. So to have something to focus on, and not just when I'm trained, because I know it's different horses for different courses, and like I say, apart until lockdown, I'd never really trained at all i find it very similar when i cook it helps and also when i clean so i've learned my coping mechanism so if i'm in the kitchen or if i'm organizing at home cleaning or when i'm training they're kind of my free go-tos to kind of just clear my mind and just take that hour whatever it is to kind of just focus on you a little bit i think so many of us we live in a world now where we spend so much time on our phones and we we live busy lives, you know. Um, so to kind of switch off just for, for that hour, whatever it may be, is so important for me personally. And that's what I love. You're doing it for you and no one else. And cleaning is my favourite example of that. You know, the fact that you make your bed in the morning, the fact that you might just clean your kitchen. It's for no one else. No one else is coming into your bedroom, unless they're very lucky, and no one's coming into your kitchen. And yet you still want it to be perfect for you. Rather than trying to make everyone else happen, especially being you, Bob, who's so known and loved in the public eye, you've got so many fans, it's very easy to go, oh, well, I'll do it for that fan. You know, cameo, I'll do another video, I'll do this, I'll do that. You know, I'll do a personal appearance. But actually, it's about focusing on you for yourself and no one else. And as you've just said, it's amazing that you can give yourself that time and you dedicate that time because it's very easy to say, oh, you know, I'll do a bit of me time. But you don't actually ever do it because we get sidetracked. But you actually get practice it. And that's so important. Completely. And like you say, when it comes to cleaning, for me, I'm a big believer that a kind of tidy home, tidy mind. Um, and, And I get 
great pleasure from organising. And uh, to some people, that sounds very anal, I guess. But everyone has their thing. And, and I really, I don't think it matters what it is, whether it's going for a walk, which, again, I, I found so helpful. When we was allowed out the house for one hour a day, back, back in like March 2020 or whatever it was, just going for a walk and being outside and getting out from indoors, I, I found so good for my head. So whether it's walking, running, swimming, some people will be putting on classical music. It might be reading a book. It, it's not to say everyone has to go out and pick up a dumbbell or go and pick up the window lane and start blitzing the house, but just find something that helps you and makes you feel better. And, and it, it's literally, it's just, it's you time. So, so for me, I, I'm, I'm grateful that I've found them things that kind of just help me. They just calm me and relax me. I love that. I love that. Well, look, let's talk about you, Bob, a little bit more. And let's go to the real you and go back to the beginning because it was the beginning of season four. God, we're 29 series into Tarry now. You know me, I'm the biggest Tarry fan. I can't believe we're 25 series later that since you first joined. But you joined starting your own hairdressing academy down the road from Lydia's shop. And that's the first time we saw you. So let's go back to that time. What were you doing with the hair academy and how did you get into Tarry? So basically, I was working um, with an academy and they had a different branch and was starting a new location over in Loughton. And for me, my since leaving school, I, I was a hairdresser. And I'd say for a couple, the last few years of hairdressing, I then started taking like model nights and, and training the juniors. Um, and I absolutely loved it. And I think where I was younger than a lot of the other stylists that would generally take the model nights, the juniors could relate more to me. I was kind of more on a level. It was less of an age gap. And they just gelled with how I taught. And I loved it so much that I decided to kind of step back from actually being a hairdresser and learn to teach. So I went and did all my assessors awards um, and would then go round salons and assess students doing their NVQ um, to see if they was competent. Um, and helping them with their qualifications. So I absolutely love that. And in terms of how we started, don't forget when I started, Tao was such a new thing. Like, everyone in Essex had obviously heard of it, but so many people still, and I think even to this day, one of the most common questions is, how real is it? Do you get a script? So even though the show's been on, I think, 12 years this year, there's still so many questions around how real it is and stuff like that. But but back then, none of us knew what to expect. Twitter was about, but that was still in its early, early days. I don't think Instagram even existed. We cert- I certainly didn't have it for, for a good few years into joining the show. Twitter was your social media. But if you look back in the last 10, 11, 12 years now, how reality TV has changed. Like, we was the first show of our kind back then. Obviously, there was Big Brother, but that was people living in a house. And once the show had ended, it had ended. There wasn't really any ongoing reality shows. So we had nothing to go on. We didn't really know what would what would come of it. or It, it, was, it, it was new to us. And I think as years go on, you, you see our reality TV. I guess like all TV and like everything, things change and things evolve. And now it's become such a common formula that you kind of obviously you've got your made in Chelsea's your Geordie Shores um, and there have been other various ones I think there was one called the Valleys 
So you can kind of see in that window of how how reality changed. A hundred percent. Because obviously we had the hills in America, but we never had yeah. our own version here. And I'm, I'm sure Darren Little, I don't know if you know him, he was uh, an archivist at Coronation Street in the 90s, and he was the one who kind of worked out on the storylines. And was I'm sure... Was he the sure... writer of uh, No, that's Darren Litton. So there's Darren oh. Litton and there's Darren Little. So Darren yeah. Little, I'm sure, was involved in the creation of TOWIE. Then he created Made in Chelsea, and now he writes at EastEnders. He's an amazing writer of EastEnders. But I remember when TOWIE started, and it was a thing of, what? Well, I don't understand. There's this family called the Wright family. I don't really get it. Anyway, we got into it. We loved it. Then Made in Chelsea started a year later, and it was like, but this is just Towie with posh people. Like Spencer Matthews. <laughs> like Spencer's trying to be Mark Wright. Jamie Lang is trying to be Kirk. It doesn't make sense. And then we obviously fell in love with it. And as you said, 10 years of reality TV, and there's some amazing documentaries on radio and TV about that time period. But Towie is the original for me of that structured reality. And I know what we always talk about, you know, is it scripted, is it not scripted? How do you know how's things set up? Blah, 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 blah. But mm. there's something amazing about Essex and about the way you guys are that we all bought into, like we've bought into Love Island now, that we bought into, we just want to see your lives on air and off air. Absolutely. And I think the, the growth of social media reflects that as well. Like going back to what I was just saying about we had Twitter, that was how we communicated with viewers, fans, and now followers. Um, and that's also how they could communicate with us before that, before social media. People couldn't access people that was on TV before. You, you couldn't get that instant reaction to an episode. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Episode, and I remember back 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 in the day, like our phones would blow up on Twitter. Like you could only scroll back so far, like, and it, and it would still only say like six minutes. I don't know if if social media is more of an affinity thing where you can scroll more now. Um, I mean, I'm a lot more Instagram than Twitter, but it's it's one of them things that people could sit and watch an episode, pick up their phone, tell you their faults, engage with you, and, and you could you could get that reaction. And I've spoken a lot about social media over the last few years. I've, I've campaigned for the last four years, I think it is now, to to tr- change how, how social media is in terms of trolling and have been to, to Parliament a couple of times and have had a debate in lockdown with, with Parliament. And for me, that's something I'm very passionate about. But even though people will hear me talk a lot about changing the law in terms of trolling, that we have to sh- tighten things up and something needs to be done because it really is affecting a lot of people. And it's not just people in the public eye that suffer at trolls. And I think some people just think it is celebrities that get trolled. It really isn't. And it affects so many people's mental health, and I've had some messages over the four years or whatever it is now of campaigning from people that have actually lost children, family, where people have taken their own lives, where social media has got such a dark place for them. But where people hear me talk about that a lot, I'm never, ever bashing social media. I'm a big believer there's far more good people in the world. And social media as a whole can, can be, I think it's an incredible thing and thank god in the pandemic we had social media i mean i'd never heard of zoom before lockdown i mean i know that's not really social media but technology as a whole but 99 percent of people on social media it, it can be an amazing tool when used correctly but unfortunately there is that little bit of a dark side but i will continue to campaign with that and I, fingers crossed the last time i was in parliament a couple of months ago now i don't think we're that far away from change being made and it's not a day too soon because something does have to be done but i just think that's how interactive tv is now i mean even if you think back to i'm 35 when i look back to when i was a kid i remember the days where you would wait a week for a next episode of something to come out or you would record things, do you know what I mean? Video days really show my age. Whereas now with the likes of ITV, Hub, you've got iPlayer, Netflix, you can binge the next episode. There is no waiting. So I think the rise of social media and reality TV as a whole, as you can see, they, they very much go hand in hand. Well, uh, 100%. And, you know, mainly in Chelsea made the decision last year that when the episode goes out, so episode one of the series goes out on E4 at 9pm, they've got to put the second episode at 10pm on all four. And so it will go out on E4 the following week at 9pm, but everyone's basically been watching it in that week on all four because the only way really to get people watching is non-linear now rather than the traditional linear of watching it live, that appointment to watch. Obviously, Love Island's managed to stay away from it. Do you know about TOWIE if they're going to follow that format as well? Do you know, I don't, to be honest with you, but I, I just think TV and how we watch it is very different now. The way technology is, I mean, very rarely do I watch something as it goes out live, and I don't mean live as in a live TV show, but it, it's, a lot, it's a lot in slot. But very rarely, I mean, at that time, our lives are different to what they were 
15, 20 years ago. People's work patterns are different. So people can now access TV shows and watch and binge what they want when they want. And, and I kind of think that is the future. And as we're seeing, so I can completely see why MIC have done that. And you spoke about, obviously, you being in Parliament, and this is to help people who have been trolled. How has that changed you, Bobby, as a person, though? Because, obviously, your demographic, your audience is a lot younger. It's that reality TV audience. But you're speaking to a much higher range of people, people who wouldn't have necessarily watched Howie, or they might have seen it in the early days and moved on. So how has it changed you and your career, I suppose? I think the thing is, as well, where over the last... 10 or so years I've done so many TV shows people might not necessarily have watched Towie so a lot of my fans aren't necessarily Towie fans they've seen me on various other shows reality shows or whether it's my podcast or things I've been presenting and hosting so I kind of have that wide range but for me I'm I'm just a big believer that I like to use my voice and my platform to make a change with that. I'm, I'm very aware of that. I mean, I'm very lucky in terms of I do have a thick skin. I think to be in this industry and do my job for as long as I have done, you do have to have a thick skin. But it doesn't matter how thick your skin is, we are human. I'm all for opinions. Don't get me wrong. I'm one of the most opinionated people you meet. But it, there's a big difference from having an opinion to sending someone death threats. Some of the things... I've had the abuse I've received and the, the messages and some of the photos and videos that I've been sent are so next level that it shouldn't be right. And to be fair to social media companies, because, again, I don't want to feel like I'm bashing it, the genie's out of the bottle. Social media isn't going anywhere, and I wouldn't want it to. We love it. But it hasn't reflected in terms of law what laws were before. I mean, the laws can't keep up with how big the beast has become. Look, going back to when we had Twitter, like, who would have known then that Instagram was coming, that the hugeness of that, TikTok, all these things that, and I'm sure in, in years to come, we'll have even more platforms like that. So in terms of the law, they hadn't caught up with social media. So I'm very aware and very realistic that, a lot of people feel brave behind a phone or when they're on their computer firing off these abusive, nasty messages. How many of them would actually come up to you on the central line and say it's your face? Not many. So I think people feel brave for doing it online and think that it doesn't have as, as much impact as someone, but it does. Words hurt. And um, for, for some people, just because they're reading it, someone... someone in their head, they might think, oh, well, I've not said it to their face. I've only wrote it on social media. It doesn't, that doesn't weigh it out. Like, when someone reads their phone and sees that, it's, they're still absorbing it. So whether you've said it to their face or not, like I say, I do have a thick skin. And do I put my head on my pillow at night and worry about these trolls? No, I don't. But I'm very aware, me, at the age of 11, 12, 13, say, I would have struggled with that. And... I'm so glad social media wasn't a thing when I was at school or when I was a kid. I think being a teenager can be hard enough as it is without then having to take that on. So I take that on board because I do have a, a younger following in, from some of the shows that people have, have seen me on. Uh, and it's a vast range. Like my, my demographic can can be from teenage to 
65, 70. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a vast, vast demographic. But I know I would have struggled a lot more with that before I kind of had a thicker skin and knew myself, accepted myself and was comfortable in my skin. I can handle that more now, but I, I would have struggled when I was younger. I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. Well, look, let's talk about the new TV shows that people can see you on. You're on the Celebrity Karaoke Club. It's available on ITV Hub now. Tell me about your experience because you had some amazing people, including Chriselle from Selling Sunsets. Oh, I know. I love Chriselle. So I think she was one of the only people I hadn't met. I'd a lot of them were my friends, although it's proper secret squirrel. So you're not allowed, when you sign up for that gig, you're not allowed to tell anyone that you're doing it because they want the natural reaction when someone walks in or when someone arrives throughout the series. Um, so I generally didn't know who was going to be doing it. Some of them were my friends that I knew and had met or worked with probably 99% of them, but obviously not Chriselle, but loved her. We had such a good group of celebs on it. And it was so fun still. I mean, I was really scared because I'm no singer. So I thought, gosh, how, how am I going to stand on stage with a microphone and belt out a song when everyone's probably going to be amazing? But then I kind of told myself, I was like, Bob, it's karaoke. It's not like I'm going on Britain's Got Talent or X Factor and I'm asking Simon Cowell for a record deal. I'm not going on The Voice asking and hoping someone's going to spin round in their chair because that was never going to happen. But I thought, just have fun with it and have a laugh. And I won't spoil it, even though that the show has finished on air now, it's still available to watch the whole series on ITV Hub, as you say. So I won't ruin it in case anyone hasn't fully seen it yet. But I was surprised how well and how far I got in the competition. I think that's, uh, yeah, you've said the best thing. And also it's fun. You know, you watch it and it's, it's a giggle. It's people, like you said, with reality stars that we all know and we all love. If you love reality TV like I do... It's all the people we love watching anyway. It's just a nice excuse to have another programme that... Obviously, you did Celebrity Big Brother back in the day, but we don't have programmes that exist, really, for reality stars to go on now, unless you're going to go on X on the Beach or Celebs Go Dating, which, again, you've done. So, actually, I think Celebs Go Dating was the first time I met you. I think that's when I actually first met you all those years ago. But that's it. We don't really have those space. So actually, it's a really nice, fun show to have. Now, final question, Bobby... Obviously, we can see you on Celebrity Karaoke Club now. Obviously, we know you from your Tarry experience. If you were to go back to the beginning and talk to yourself now that you know about reality TV, now what you know about social media, what would your advice be? Gosh, good question. What would I tell myself? Do you know what? I would I would go back and tell myself to care less what trolls think and to not take the the hate, especially... And it's always about my sexuality, Anything that I'm ever trolled about is always about my sexuality. So for me, it would kind of be to kind of care less about trolls and, and take it with a pinch of salt. Because in the in the early days, it it bothered me more. Whereas now, like I say, I've, I've done the job for so long. I'm so used to it. It literally it's been my life for, for such a huge period that I just see it very different. Um, but when starting a TV show, especially back then, the, the height of, of Terry and how huge it was, to kind of be up against people being just so vile. And you know what? It, it literally comes down to just be kind. Like, you might not like everyone you see on TV. That's fine. But be kind. Uh, and I think life can be hard enough. We've all been through a global pandemic. Let's stop the hate on social media. I couldn't have said it better myself, Bobby. And especially when you say be kind, don't just say it, do it. You know, I think a lot of people like to say, be kind, be kind, be kind. But then they're never kind themselves.
was Bobby Norris. You can see him on Slope to Karaoke Club on ITV Hub now. You've been listening to Security and Security with me, Johnny Steve. If you like what you heard, please do go and rate the podcast, like it, subscribe to it, share it, tell a friend. On iTunes, it's a five-star rating and a review, and on Spotify, if five stars. And on Instagram, Security and Security Podcast, and at Johnny Seifert is where you can find me. You've been listening to Security and Security with me, Johnny Seifert. Thanks for so much for listening. Until next time, thank you and goodbye. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.